I'm so excited for our conversation today. We're going to talk to a real mom who has seen the real results of living healthier with technology. I'm chatting with my friend Alexis Fedor. She's a mom of three gorgeous kids, nine and under. And you're going to hear about the radical changes she saw in her children after simply turning off the Wi-Fi. You guys, it is true. And then you're going to see how it inspired her to embrace the journey of eliminating the tech toxins from her gorgeous family's life. It's really quite an amazing, very inspiring story. I mean, she is one heck of an intentional mom. Uh, So this is a great listen for parents who need some encouragement while navigating the challenging world that we're all facing today with our children and technology. Hey there, welcome to Thriving with Technology, the science-led podcast that's here to help you achieve mindful living in a digital world. And I'm your host, I'm August Bryce from techwellness.com. This show is designed to give you a practical approach on how to navigate the important tech toxins in our world. We have real-life stories, experiences, and non-fear-based facts about cybersecurity and EMFs, your online privacy, internet overuse, what leads to addiction, blue light, and so much more. So thank you. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Alexis, welcome to Thriving with Technology. So great that you're here today. So good to see you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy because I have to tell you, you were the first woman, first mom to tell me that her children slept better and actually slept through their naps or had the ability to nap once you turned off the Wi-Fi. And I've got to tell you, I've literally heard that hundreds of times now, but you were the first. Yeah. Can you recall how that happened? Absolutely. It was like one of those dark night of the soul seasons. My kids were not sleeping. And when you're like a tired parent, you're willing to do whatever it takes to get your kids to sleep. And I grew up in a healthy household. I knew of EMFs, but I didn't really know how they directly impacted my life. And we were living in a tiny townhome and the Wi-Fi router was outside of my bedroom and was also right below my daughter's bedroom. And my kids would not sleep. They would wake up all throughout the night. And then the few nights where they would sleep like a few hours in a row, my husband and I would just be laying there in bed. Why can we not go into a deep sleep? And our thoughts were racing. We were having a hard time calming down. So I don't remember if it was you or somebody else, but I had the idea of turning off the Wi-Fi. I think it was my daughter. Was it? In a convers- was it? Yes, because I was so all about this. Was this five years ago, four years it ago? It was 2015. Okay, so this is a while back, you guys. Yep. And I was on fire with turning off the Wi-Fi everywhere. I still yep. am, but especially with my kids. So they were adults just like you. Because I remember Jazz talking to me about your conversations about it. Like, Mm -hmm. try this, do this. So anyway, you decided one day to... Turn it off. And we all slept through the night for the first time. Yeah. Thank you, God. (laughs) It was an answer to prayer. And it was crazy. We woke up. We were all refreshed. We didn't even know what happened to us. We were firm believers, but we were like, let's just try it again. And then night two, we are completely all sleeping through the night. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. And then I can't remember how many nights went by, but one of the nights we forgot to unplug the Wi-Fi router. And my husband and I woke up, it was probably like two in the morning or so, and we're both 
laying in bed and we're tossing and we're turning. And I said to my husband, did you forget to unplug the Wi-Fi router? He goes, yeah. And ever since then, we've just known any night that we've been off has always been the Wi-Fi's on. Now, are you a very sensitive family or do you think you're normal? Why can you feel this? Why can the children feel this? I honestly don't know, but I know that I'm sensitive because I will be around other people who seem to be sleeping with a smart meter on the other side of their head saying they're perfectly fine, but also have health issues. I just know when I go to certain homes, when I go to certain hotels, I can feel the Wi-Fi is on. I can feel it feels more busy, feel more of a pulse in the air. I feel more irritable. So I've learned to identify when I'm feeling a strong EMS currency. I am so happy for you. I really am because you know that whether or not you feel it, you're still having the biological reaction. And so I'm so happy that you're like me and you can actually feel it. And honestly, I'm thinking back to the time when it was 2015, and I remember that the kids thought it was nuts that they would come back to the house have a Wi-Fi, have their phones, have whatever technology, and I would wake up. I could feel when they actually came into my EMF-free environment. Yep. And you had visited that home, so it was just so perfectly peaceful. pristine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was peaceful. It just had this fabulous, no-energy Schumann resonance in the house. I always try to duplicate that wherever I go, and I'm imagining so do you. So please now, tell me about the rest of your EMF journey. So we have been on a long journey. We have searched to purchase homes more than once. And every time that we have gone to do so, we go into the homes prepared and knowing large EMF sources are a deal breaker, even for home purchases, even if you love the house. So as we've continued to go through life seasons, even moving out here to Tennessee, there was a home two streets over that I thought was so beautiful. I loved the interior furnishings, but the garages of the homes all had smart meters on them. And the way that the house was shaped, it had the garages facing the back of the house. And I knew that there was going to be way too many smart meters to the house. We've had to lay down things for the sake of this, but it's so worth healthy children that are sleeping at night, have peace, aren't having anxiety attacks from being overly exposed to tons of EMF sources. So as you go about your day-to-day -day in your home where you actually have EMF as one of the prime healthy decisions that you make in your life, do you have Wi-Fi for the kids during the day? Our downstairs TV is hardwired. My husband's office is hardwired and we do have a Wi-Fi ability. We can turn it on. It's used very sparingly and many days will go by without it being used. So we do that partly because upstairs we have a playroom and we don't want the kids to have access to turn it on if I'm down here doing dishes or something. So I know if my Wi-Fi is unplugged, they can't access the screens. And that's just one thing that I do. <laughs> <laughs> Being a good mom and yep. a gentle mom. Now, Alexis, I know you've had a Wi-Fi kill switch before. Yep. Has it traveled with you? Do I need yes, to another one? It has. It has traveled with us. We've used it through many homes. I love it because we don't have to go. We don't have to touch the Wi-Fi router. We can keep our distance. Or if we're in bed at night, we don't have to get back out of bed to turn the Wi-Fi off. It's 
been really nice. So now I don't, you don't have to mention the kids' names, but can you tell us yeah. how old they are? Yeah. So I have a nine-year-old girl, a eight-year-old boy, and a four, almost five-year-old girl. I'm so happy for your family. Yeah. Thank you. So beautiful. Yeah. So is your oldest daughter, is she actually in school or are you homeschooling? We homeschool, but we've always done hybrid options. So they have the ability to go into classroom settings a couple of days a week, be with friends, do all the messy stuff. And I don't have to clean it up. And they just, they have fun. But I will say something I was thinking about when I was sitting here and I was thinking about the questions and thinking about what I was going to say was we have decided, or I have decided a lot to make these one-time decisions that have large impacts on our family. So we've looked at schools in the past and there has been 5G towers right across the street from the school. And that was a big no, even no matter how much we loved the school, my kid was not going to be there for 30 plus hours a week next to a 5G tower. Do they hang out with any kids that are in that environment? You mean for... Just hang out, just friends that that are subject to that, that you've noticed a difference. And like you said, anxiety is a very common reaction to this EMF input. And hyperactivity, I will say, as well. Yes. We have a family who we love so much. And anytime that their kids were struggling to sleep at night, we're having a lot of anxiety. We're having a hard time calming their thoughts. I've brought up to my friend and she is very responsive. She's the type of friend I can talk like that with. <laughs> yes. And you can definitely see a difference or an improvement when the family limits EMF exposure to their kids. It's pretty amazing. And now with your oldest daughter, I imagine that she's either has access to a tablet or needs to do some of her work on a computer. Yes. So how does that setup work for her? Is she at a school where she has a computer at school? No. So when she goes to school, they are a very tactile type school. So everything she does without screens. However, at home, she does music lessons, still from California. She'll Zoom. She'll do language arts on the computer. So one of the ways that we have found works best for us is my kids sit right here where I'm sitting. I can see them. I can watch their screens. I could do things downstairs. She's on the computer, but I'm able to supervise her at the same time. We're talking not just EMF exposure, not just blue light exposure, but actually what's happening online. You're monitoring everything. That's Exactly. Yeah. Everything needs to be monitored to some degree. I'm not going to hear every little word she's saying, but I'm going to know who she's talking to. The more that we can facilitate and help her develop a healthy relationship with technology, the older she gets, the more that she's going to be able to have a healthy relationship with it. Let's talk about that for a moment. Tell me about some of the decisions, some of the things that you've already encountered that you can maybe advise another mom about. Because I think unless you're really involved, you don't even know. You don't don't know what's happening. So do you have a story or two that you can share about that? Yeah. I'm not a perfect parent when it comes to technology, but I love that my children are aware of their own minds. They're aware of their own bodies. And we've brought them up in a way that they can identify when something is bothering them, when something isn't sitting well with them. And we have that conversation. And so we were in California hanging out with a family, several families, the parents would get together and these other families would have roadblocks. 
or they would have, it's a game online. They're playing. Yeah. They would be playing. My kids were never exposed to it. They didn't know about it. So there was a couple games where I was like, for sure, you cannot play these, but maybe we'll let you play these other ones that aren't so bad. It's a world of games. So I was like, you can play these two. But then we started to see really bad behavior after where there was meltdowns. There was fear of missing out. My friends are doing this. I'm not able to do it. Couldn't soothe themselves back to reality after being on these screens. And we were noticing, hey, this isn't good. This isn't who you are. And even my son, he would have nightmares of breach fight. And he's not somebody that has nightmares, but he would play these games and he would have nightmares. And when they would happen, I'd say, hey, bud, did you realize what you did tonight or yesterday as well as the day before when you were having these nightmares? And he made the decision to get rid of the app. And he even went to his Nana and said, Nana, I want you to delete the app because it's not helping. It gives me bad dreams. I don't like the way it makes me feel. And my older daughter, she loves relational connection. And that was her way of trying to get it. But she realized, hey, this is nowhere as fun as being with my friends in person, spending time together. Her love language is quality time. And so screens just don't cut it for her. She needs that connection. And it's so good to help our kids discern when these screens or these games are causing harm instead of good in their lives. Oh, you're such an amazing mom. You're so intentional. I really like that you're sharing this story because I think that so many adults just think, oh, this is just a part of growing up. Meltdowns are a part of growing up. Being afraid, having nightmares, having anxiety, it's just a part of growing up. Actually, maybe it isn't. Maybe it isn't. I don't believe it is. I don't believe that it has to look like that. And I know that it doesn't because when we start removing the catalyst of screens, of EMS, I feel like I can see my child again. They have peace. They're able to rationalize. They're able to get bored and get creative again. They're able to listen and look me in the eye when I'm having a conversation with them. There's so many kids. We have kids in our own neighborhood and they come over and they can't even look at me in the eyes or they want to go into their house and they want to play games and they have TV and they have way looser rules than we have at home. And we have a rule with our kids because we don't know their family very well yet. We just Mm -hmm. moved to the neighborhood six months ago. Hey, he could come over. You guys can play basketball outside together at his house, but we're not going in until we have established healthy screen rules. And now talking about healthy screen rules, Dr. Kimberly Young, she was my very first internet screen expert and she had a child guide and she said, that children really shouldn't even be exposed to screens until they're four. And that just seems almost ancient now, right? Because even the American Pediatric Association is saying three. I still advise four, even five. Can you tell us a little bit about how your children and when your children were introduced to screens? They were introduced at different times. My youngest got to hold off the longest because she had no older siblings watching screens around her. My old babysitter has a baby and we sometimes watch her baby here. We, we both live here. Or if Sage is in the room, my kids know we call it no busy shows. We oh. can't watch busy shows in front of kids. We can't watch really busy shows in front of toddlers. The constant changing of the screen, the color, the music, it feels like you're on drugs. Even as an adult, I watch this stuff and I'm perplexed that kids could even sit in front of this and 
for hours and hours. And then you take them away and then they have meltdowns. And so for me, I don't want my kids to have meltdowns. I don't have a huge capacity for meltdowns. So we've had to say no screens for the babes, no screens for toddlers, because if we do give them, I pay a really high price and it's just not worth it for me. Right. Good. Yeah. Stimulation. And so will they. Yeah. We just know so much now about brain development and what it's doing and how it's affecting the white matter and the gray matter and all the connectivity in the brain. So I think that's a really great decision. Good for you. And now talking again about balance. I think that a lot of people are going to listen to this and say, how on earth does she have time with three children? And it sounds like you're mostly homeschooling. How on earth does she have time to manage all of this? I don't do everything perfect, but I have found Again, there's one-time decisions we make that have a huge impact. My kids, know they aren't even asking for screens before lunchtime. It's a hard rule in our house. And so that gives us time. Some people homeschool first thing in the morning. We go back and forth. We actually prefer to get outside first thing in the morning. So I let my kids ground. I let them get in the sunshine. They study better. They're more focused once they can do that. And so we usually have a before and after screen time routine if they do it. So they have to have their clothes put away. They have to homeschool. They have to have downstairs picked up if it's chaos, if they want to earn that. It's not a right. It's a privilege in our house. You don't get to have screens because you didn't get to have them so far today. Sometimes my kids have said that to me, like, I didn't get screens today. I'm like, it's not a right. You don't demand screens. How does that go over? It fizzles out pretty quick. And they know there's a hard line. And if I'm a little soft with it, they'll push. But if we're firm, they don't. They know, hey, no screen. So we have to have our chores done. We have to get outside and play. And if I say, hey, you haven't eaten lunch yet or I'm bored, great, get bored. And then before I know it, they're all in the backyard. They're playing. They're having fun. They get creative. And I love seeing that. And then we do a little bit of screens in the afternoon. But they're the shows that I usually approve of, and it's for short periods of time. And then the key is also for us, they do not have screens right before bedtime. We have an after kind of wind down that we do with them. Because if we do not, they will be up in their bed for hours at night if I give them screens right before bed. So we're go outside, run around barefoot, play a little bit, and then we're going to come in. We're going to take our showers and get ready for bed. Let's talk about those screens. Where are they in the house? Obviously not in their bedrooms. Nope. So this is the funny thing. In California, we had one breaker for the house. Here we have panel for every room. So I am able to go into my garage and I have the EMFs flipped off. So I flip them and they are not using chargers. Their lights don't even work. Their bathrooms do. They all have walk-in bathrooms. So they do have light at night when they need to brush their teeth and stuff. But they've got windows. They've got sun coming in. It's not like they're in a cave. They're fine. And they know that that stuff doesn't work in our room. And they also, they used to have tablets every time that they've had them. This is my fault. We've taken them away and we cannot find them (laughs) Like we hide them and then we haven't been able to find them. So we we kind of lost our Kindles. That's what they were Kindles. Okay. And they would be on airplane mode. They aren't connected to Wi-Fi. We'd have only games downloaded to them that we knew were safe. That's my girl. And, yep. Yep. And now they don't even have those. So when they do get screen times, it's usually right here in the middle of the house or right in my bedroom. And it's 
something that my husband and I approve and we can hear it. Good for you. This is, it sounds like the perfect blend, a wonderfully just nurturing environment that you've created. Thank you. I thought that you had an EMF whole home switch. So I didn't understand that you were just going through the breakers. That's great. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. for you. Did yeah. you ever have an, an entire EMF home switch that shut off? So all? we were looking into that in our last house. We actually had a specialist come over. He went through all the rooms, took ratings from our couches, our beds, and all the areas where you spend most of your time. And we were pursuing that. And then we decided to move out here to Tennessee. But surprisingly, we have very little in our home that we bought. And that was one of the reasons we purchased this house. That's so great. We're renting now. And that's exactly what that was number one in the purchase. And yep. it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm in a pretty dense area, but I can get to a completely safe blinking green zone in my bedroom. And I always encourage people to just make sure if there's any EMF in the home that there's a very limited amount in the bedroom. And that's really because we rejuvenate there. And that's what you're probably seeing with the children too. Just even by turning off the Wi-Fi, you know that any exposure, electric, magnetic, or radio frequencies is something to avoid. Absolutely. The bed and where you're sleeping is the highest priority for me with my kids is they spend a third of their life asleep. And if I could drastically reduce EMF exposure by saying, I'm going to put your bed right here instead of right here, or we're going to buy this house instead of that house, I just cut out a third of EMF exposure in their entire lives. Awesome. And I know some people are going to be thinking, okay, what about the rest of their life? What about when you travel? What about when they do have to go to school, when they're in college and they're just blanketed in this EMF? What do you think about that? There are certain things you can control and there are certain things that you can't. And I say do the best that you can with what you can control and the things that you can't, let it go. Now can't control everything. Exactly. Alexa, I've always tried to explain to people, it's just another toxin. So if I can eliminate another toxin at any time, I'm just better off. My body feels better. My mind feels better. And I know that I'm doing something really good for my well-being overall. Absolutely. So And just so people know, tell us a little bit about the rest of your life and your decisions for cleaning products and clothing and flooring. And just tell us a little bit about where you are. So we try again. It's that one time I'm a mom. I don't like making a ton of decisions over and over. So we're big on those one time decisions. We're going to get that non-toxic cleaning bottle. We're going to buy our non-toxic cookware. Every time I go to cook, it's non-toxic. So it's all about those single decisions that I don't have to continue to make over and over that drastically reduce toxic exposure in our family. And so I know that if I opened up your fridge, I'd see lots of wonderful organic items in there, but then they go out. Maybe they're at a birthday party. You can't control everything. And do you panic or are you okay? Absolutely not. Our kids don't have any serious allergies to anything. So we say we do the best that we can at home. And when we go out, we're all about fun. So if it's a birthday party, enjoy the birthday party. But the only hard line that I have, even at birthday parties, is no red dye. That's one thing that I say. That's a hard no. And my kids, they were brought up. I remember Michaela going trick-or-treating and going, just all the red dye. It's like a toddler. I was like, Jennifer, thank you. We will sort it out later. <laughs> that is so her personality. It is. It? What you don't know is this this child could actually run the house. <laughs> she could. 
And sometimes she does. Oh, that's great. Okay. Thank you so much for your time, Alexis. Thank you so much for all of your wisdom and encouragement. I hope for other moms to just have this decision be part of your overall wonderful balanced life as you do. Thank you. Thank you so much. And keep us informed. Keep us up to date on, you know, how it goes once they're at a regular school. Do you see that in the future? I do. It's a possibility. We applied for one this year. And because so many people have moved to Tennessee, there was 400 people that applied for 30, 30 little spots. So we're waitlisted. So it's definitely a possibility in the future, but we're just doing one year at a time. Okay. And that decision, I'm sorry, I brought it up and I yeah. didn't bring it up earlier, but for that decision, will you take your meter to school? Will it matter at this point? Will you try to talk to other parents or the school about it? If you find out that there are really high exposures at this school. Yeah. So it's actually out in the country. <laughs> and it's in a great area. My daughter and I go horseback riding very close to there. The properties actually touch where our stables are. And I'm out there a lot. I'm aware of how it feels. And if there were small things inside that, again, I think that's something that we would deal with as it comes up. But we believe that when we make decisions for our family, we do them with wisdom and enjoy knowing that, you know what, we might be exposed to things, but we're also not going to be paranoid at the same time. Because fear is worse than any of these things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do firmly believe that. So anyway, thanks again, Alexis. Thank you for having Uh, me. Thank you so much for being here and be well. You too. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. I hope you loved it. If you do like what you've heard, leave us a review and subscribe to the show. For more tools and information to help you achieve mindful living in a digital world, and navigate those tech toxins, follow Tech Wellness on all the usual social media channels and head over to techwellness.com for resources, videos, solutions, and so much more. I'm August Bryce. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, be well.